Prepare to get intense and focused on the true nature of exercise with Marcelo Mesquita, owner of Intense Health, which fuses world-leading scientific research with cutting-edge technology to create a new and very powerful approach to exercise. Originally from Brazil, Marcelo speaks about how after being enrolled at a gym by his mother, he was immediately drawn to the buzz of sharing his own learnings and results from going to the gym with other people to affect change in their life and how that's been the catalyst that's driven him to where he is today. Marcelo also tells about how it was his own injuries and decline in his own quality of life from following conventional exercise wisdom that forced him to question the overall paradigm and search for another way. This led him to develop his own high-intensity resistance protocol and combine it with cutting-edge technology to produce an exercise program that is super-focused on only the core essence of exercise and delivers super-results in less time. I was really fortunate to experience an intense health workout as Marcelo kindly invited me to go and experience it beforehand and I can testify that it is really hard work and really intense. This is a fascinating conversation that really made me, and hopefully it will make you, really reflect on what exactly is exercise and what is the role it plays in our life and development and how we need to keep putting our bodies under stress to develop and grow, especially as we get older. Otherwise, they atrophy and so with it does our standard of life. So enjoy, Marcelo. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. Combining the most advanced evidence-based science together with cutting-edge technology in the world of strength, exercise and fitness is the key focus of today's conversation with my guest, Marcelo Mesquita. Marcelo, welcome to the show. (laughs) It's great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Cool. So, um, listeners will pick up that that is not a WA tone. You're actually from (laughs) Brazil. Yes, originally from Brazil, um, but we got to a point... I would say when I met my wife that we knew we didn't want to live in Brazil but and then we started the journey we went to Canada first and where I spent six months in there and that's probably where I learned English how to speak English I had really poor English so yeah the accent's a little bit of a mix from Brazil but from Canada and and then when I got here it was all different the accent was completely different right? so true <laughs> so yeah I never really studied English back in Brazil so I learned in Canada and I thought I knew a little bit about English and, and had conversations but once I got in, in Australia I was had to relearn everything again <laughs> yeah and I understand that the cold played a key part in you coming to Western Australia big time yeah we absolutely love Canada Toronto was a great place you know uh, everything happens in Toronto uh, which is fantastic it's a full-on city uh, but we got there in the summer which was great we enjoyed the outdoors and everyone rides their bike I just got myself a bike and was going everywhere that you know public transport works really well it's a great city uh, but a few weeks into the winter and you kind of enjoy the first few weeks you know seeing snow for the first time yeah. you go and snowboard and and you enjoy you know the different environment but within four or five weeks that you have to use a shovel just to get to your door because there's a mountain of snow yeah. each day and if you grow up in Brazil, close to the coast surfing, it's just not the right environment. Yeah, right? And, and, and you're we, over it. 
over it. And then I told Andrea, my wife, she said, we can stay a little longer here, so spend more time with your family, we can enjoy a little bit more of this place, but we're not gonna live here, right? <laughs> because it's too goddamn cold. We so left Andrea's was, from Canada. No, she's originally from Brazil as well, but yeah. her family was living in Canada. She right. stayed behind to finish her studies. Okay. And that's where we met, right? And then we knew eventually we would, you know, come up with some idea together because she's the dietitian, I'm the exercise physiologist, and, and we knew eventually we would combine our expertise. So yeah. we just didn't want to do it in Brazil for different reasons. Great country to have a holiday to visit but not to live and open a business. So that's why we tried to live in Toronto because it's, it's you know, great country um, and, and it was great, great experience, but too goddamn cold. We left, it was minus yeah. 30 degrees. <laughs> it's freezing, it, it's, it's too much. And, and then we decided Australia because we yeah, have always dreamed with Australia yeah. surfing. And why Perth? <laughs> Perth was, yeah, it was an interesting choice because we thought about it, right? Cities and okay, we're going to Australia. We decided Australia, uh, but we have to figure out where to go, yeah. right? And then we were in the major cities, Sydney, Gold Coast or, or Perth. And for me, Gold Coast was definitely up in there because of the surfing and I just knew Gold Coast from Surfing Paradise yeah. and, and Snapper Rocks, all the yeah, surf breaks, well, yeah, right? Yeah. And, but Andreas and all that's, you know, think a little bit this through because if you want to open a business eventually, and we had this idea from, from the beginning, we have to be in the right place, right? And then we did a little research and Sydney was just massive already, big city, everything happened already, massive yeah. competition in all industries. Gold Coast, great place, but it's very touristic, right? A lot of people go for holidays and... and again, was between Gold Coast and Perth. But in Perth at the time, what we could gather information about it was the booming on the mining and, and oil and gas industry. So economically it was really powerful and, and it was really a lot to happen in Perth to yep. grow because it wasn't as big. And then I researched, of course, the surfing spot close by with Margaret yeah, River. Yeah. <laughs> and it was good service. Okay, sold Perth, that's, that's our place. And we didn't know anyone here or nothing. We just got our bags and I actually had 30 days to stay in Australia because the Brazilian passport, they just allowed me 30 days right. as a tourist. And Andrea had Polish passport. So she got like six months, she could stay and, and work and whatnot. But for the Brazilian passport, it was just 60 days. So you either have to study or upgrade your visa. So that's pretty much, we have 30 days to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But then we just catched the first flight and we came in and, and we made it happen from zero, yeah, from absolute nothing. And you, you consider it home now? After 10 years, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely home. It feels more home than going back to Brazil. We just went back on a holiday and, and we, you know, in the end of the holiday when you get homesick and, and we were definitely missing. Yeah, Perth specifically, it's home. Yeah, we traveled around mm. Sydney, Melbourne, and other cities in Australia, uh, but we truly love Perth. Perth is, mm. for us, is the best place to live, no doubt. So you've set up uh, Intense Health, which yep. is a business with multiple locations and with plans for expansion. Um, before we dive into that and the business and, and that focus, 
Um, there's a key focus in your, almost in your story, as I was doing some research beforehand, of, you know, of a big passion of serving people and their health and, always, and linking that to saving lives. Where does that come in the Marcelo <laughs> story from? That's really interesting. It comes from very, I would say, early age when I started exercising at 14 years old, which I really exercised. I started exercising because my mom thought I was too skinny and I needed to build some strength and muscle yeah. mass. And she signed me up into a gym and she just left me there and talked to the instructors at the time. This kid just needs to build strength, muscle mass, gain a little bit yeah. of weight. And, and that's pretty much, I would say, the first six months that I got the exercise bug by asking questions and learning with others how I could exercise properly and, and started to see some gains in my body change and how it changed my perspective in, in terms of what I wanted to do in life. I wanted to give the same particular feeling and, and, yeah. and sensation to others. And, and that was so rewarding. I could see the guys that were helping me, how they would feel about helping me out and they would get satisfied. And then and I really got the bug of, of the feedback re yeah. really early on and helping others to because as I spent two years doing it, strength training, and then I knew a little bit, but I would also help others to, to gain a little bit of strength and muscle mass, give some directions in training and protocols and methods. And and that particular feeling and then I still carry it nowadays of of allowing someone to shift the mindset towards to exercise, what exercise really is, how to execute properly and, and, and feel different and put uh, you know, individuals in a different perspective and a different direction in life and how yeah. they change their lifestyle, their health component, how they stay in the planet for longer. Yeah. Right? Because of those particular, you know, ideas or concepts or educational portion of the system that we nowadays created to be very effective, efficient, and safe. But all the way going back to my 14 years old, and, and that's what really got me going. And I knew it early in my life. That's what I wanted to do forever because, yeah, I would do it all day long. And yeah. it doesn't feel like work at all. That's pretty yeah. awesome. That is. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that, that's, I would say, is the essence of, of what we do. And Andrea shares the same passion. She is the co-founder of Intense Health. Once we met, you know, the dietitian, the exercise physiologist, and, and we knew eventually we would okay. come up with something special. Create yeah. something cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Intense Health, it's, as I was thinking about this beforehand, you know, the fitness industry is a very cluttered market. It's yes. a very red ocean yes. to use the red and blue analogy <laughs> totally agree um so for you to come up with something unique there must have been a little story there must have been a, a aha and we'll explain yes. how unique <laughs> yes. intense is in a second but there must have been a story of an epiphany an aha when you just went this is how it's got to be Perfect, and it definitely is, and, and I totally relate to my own journey into exercise, and mm. I was always into martial arts and sports. Uh, I competed as a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, athlete for, for years. I was vice Brazilian champion in Brazilian Taekwondo. I competed as a cyclist, powerlifting, natural bodybuilding, and a bunch of other sports. But you all-around 
Uh, yeah, I was always into I had to do something. And growing up in, in my house as well, I had to do a sport. That was this rule for me and my brother. You had to be doing a sport. It's okay for you to quit if you don't want to do any more, but you have to start straight away another one. Yeah. So I did basketball, soccer, This was driven by your mother. Is exactly. That? Yeah. yeah. She sounds like a pretty guiding force. Yeah, that, that was definitely, you know, what put me on this path, no doubt, was always an inspiration. Still is that she's on, you know, early 60s. She still dances, teaches, and, and does courses all so over She's very physical herself. Really, really young and, and, and strong. And, and she actually graduated in university at the same time as I graduated. Right. Because she couldn't went to university when, you know, she had me and my brother and she had the business and she used to teach classes all day long. But later on, when I went to university, she had the time and, and she actually started yeah, the course in arts and exercise physiology as well. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool to, to see that happening. She's such a force of nature and it's mm. an inspiration for sure. But yeah, I would say the whole concept started when I used to do too much and too often exercise myself because right. I thought that, that was the way to go, applying high volume of training and all the sports specifics. So I got to a point that I used to exercise 10, 12 hours a, a week myself, right? And, and it was definitely, you know, strong, fit and could perform. And I used to eat six to eight times a day. And everyone that was looking at myself in the gym was, oh, Marcelo, you're a machine. You're always here. You're always training. Yeah, and you, have all, you know, you never miss a meal, etc. But inside, I started to feel bad because I knew it. My particular energy level wasn't as great. And I was starting to experience side effects like chronic bursitis in my shoulders, eventually tendonitis in my elbows and wrists. Yeah. And I had osteoarthritis in my hands from competing in jiu-jitsu, a lot of gripping and a lot of lifting as well. Um, and, and on the weekends, I just wanted to sleep, right? Because I was so overtrained from doing too much yeah. throughout, often throughout the week. And then I was so buggered on on the weekend i just wanted to sleep right and and i started thinking, man there's something wrong here then it's not, right. not right right it's not and if first and foremost we got into the industry to be as healthy as possible right and to live longer yeah and and those strategies were definitely not working on that particular yeah. direction and then eventually me and Dre sat down and we had a really serious conversation look if you keep going like this you're going to get to your 60 60s and you won't be able to lift your grandkids yeah right you could barely move my hand all the way full extension or close the fist because of the knuckles swallowed and and constantly pain sometimes some injuries and then i said no that's not right you have to stop everything i was fully booked as a personal trainer in the gym i used to rent my own space in gyms and have my own clients right and andrea used to work with all my clients at was this time. happening here here in australia here in australia yeah, it was later on already in australia and i used to teach jiu-jitsu as well uh, at the same time but got to a point i said no i'm going to stop having new clients and i'm not allowing to have anyone new in mm -hmm. And we're going to recycle our studies, you know, uh, we have this university's background and, and we know how to read research and, and, you know, we traveled, we went to America a few times, we got in phone calls with different researchers and, and back to the books and back to textbooks and exercise physiology, recovery mm. and, and bunch of other, you know, studies and eventually stepped on across 
seminar from a guy called Drew Bay that was talking about high intensity training and mm. doing less workouts on a weekly basis, but dropping the volume and frequency and increasing intensity, how that could generate less side effects and only the benefits and the, well, that on my attention, right? So high intensity mm. training. Because you're living that. that yeah, and, and, and that was kind of the, okay, there might be something here, right? Because I was definitely doing the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then I started to pay more attention. I went deep on research and found all little pieces of research, randomized control trial, meta-analysis about resistance training and, and implementing more intense mechanic work with muscle into the workouts and how we could produce a protocol that would generate benefits and none of the side effects. That was the quest, yeah. right? And then all books I could find and all research. And then eventually we got to the 20 minutes workout and, and sort of application through it. But I could do it in the gym just when was no one around, right? Because the yeah. distractions and the sort of, you know, some people were so using... condensed everything down to 20 minutes. Exactly. And right. I could do it when it was not many people around. And at, at the first workout that I actually did in about 16, 17 minutes, and I was down on the floor and I could barely breathe or, or talk for another five minutes, then I knew I had something there that was really special. Yeah. Because I was actually training harder than ever before. And I used to have some big lifts, you know, deadlifts, squats, bench press, it was all heavy yeah. loads, etc. But eventually talking to some of these doctors and, and professionals that was really intriguing me about intensity, relationship, volume and frequency, and execution, application, resistance training, and eventually one of them told me, you're just not training hard enough. Yeah. I said, wait a second, come here to Australia, Perth, and I'll show you how hard I train. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. I was doing that close to 15 years and I said, no, I train really hard. I said, no, you're not understanding. I want you to focus more in time under tension in a deep inroading in, in your musculature, meaning momentarily weakening your muscles to a whole new level and degree per set. Yeah. Right? And I don't want you to do several sets, but you have to have the mindset to go all out and not leaving anything behind on those particular sets. And then that's where I could adjust at that time in the gym, there was no one there, select the machines, I had to have minimum rest in between, it was a whole bunch of elements that needs to happen. So you yeah. would optimize the stimulus. And then that was the workout, right? And, and after that workout, and Andrea really got hooked when I was studying this, you know, we need to try this because it makes so much sense because I used to put her to more training throughout the week and she used yeah. to hate exercise yeah. more and more often. But they say, if we can get the same results doing less, but harder workouts, that's the key, right? I would do that every week. And I say, okay, let's test in ourselves, we'll put some plan together, we measure all body composition assessment before. In about three months time, we were feeling better, doing twice per week, harder workouts, body so composition just, improved. Just in 20 minutes, twice, twice a week. Twice a week. And that was the basic. We wouldn't do more than twice for a period of time. We would measure and see how the body would respond. And actually got improvement in body composition. Strength got better. But we had so much more energy throughout the week. Right? Yes. And so much more time. In my case, I gained basically more than 11 hours. Close yeah. to 11 hours. You know, in the week that I could dedicate to study more, to read more, to spend more time with Andrea or have some sleepings throughout the week, yeah. whatever I decided to do with that time. And, and that was the hook. And then after that, we got to all our clients. I put them all in the room 
and I said, guys, I've been testing this new protocol of training. We developed something really special that we did some adjustments and adaptations to some part of evidence-based science towards high-intensity training. And we tested in, in myself and Andrea and we got better results. And we wanted to put all of you guys to train twice per week for 20 minutes each training session. We're gonna measure you guys. Yeah. And I used to sell four times per week for one hour each training session at the time. Right? Yeah. But I told everyone, you're gonna spend less time with me, less money, and you're gonna get better results. If you don't get better results in three months, I'll give your whole money back. Right. right, that's an offer. Everyone was up for it, right? Yeah, okay, last time, less money, better results, bring it on, you right? Just like and, hit the gold spot. <laughs> yeah, and then they said, okay, let's try this, Marcel. If you're saying, uh, and been working out with you getting results, so yeah. if this is better, let's do it. And everyone got better results in 12 weeks. When you say results, those results being? Body composition-wise, less body fat, uh, muscle mass, strength, all the measurements yeah. and, and metrics were really analyzed by Andrea doing body comps. And then we adjusted nutrition accordingly as well to the protocol of training, right? Being more specific. And, and everyone got better results. And then what happened was, you know, when these people started to get better results and everyone socialized, right? And go into yeah. a barbecue or a party and say, oh, you're looking great, what's happening? Oh, it's actually this crazy Brazilian puts me to hard workouts, but it's twice per week. Yeah. And it only lasts 20 minutes. And then the people go, what? And you're looking like that? And you're getting this kind of results? Where can I find him, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I started... And you were, were you pretty much the only person in Perth doing this at the time? Yes, I couldn't find anyone else in Perth that knew about high-intensity protocols of training or was applying any protocols of training. I could find a guy in Melbourne who was slightly different approach than I was doing it. And I sort of brought a little bit of my own experience in the fitness industry using, always use high, uh, not high intensity, but more resistance training protocols, right? And it was more volume based type of training, but eventually would definitely spike up some intensity. But now understanding completely after that time research in six, eight months, just uh, spending time back and learning, relearning everything that I thought I knew was the way to go, questioning my own beliefs, my professors and etc. Mm. Um, and then the whole idea of, of relationship of volume and frequency and intensity just got completely on its head, mm. right? And, and was that a bit of a, was that a bit of hard work actually shifting your own paradigm, having been time. trained yeah. um, both through the book and through experience as it were, to, to, to think one way and then to actually yes. flip it on its head. It was definitely hard work and it took me a while actually. Some of the books were making so much sense, but I couldn't go in straight in. I had to read more. I had to test myself. I have to get better results myself because I had to admit to myself that for 15 years I could have been doing something that was more effective and efficient yeah. and even safer but I just didn't know about it, mm. right? So I had to admit to myself that, okay. But then, but then an interesting part of the journey is you, you had 15 years of experience and then that, it got to that place where you were essentially knackered. Yes. Right? You yeah. Know, you were That's saying shoulders and yeah. shoulders, you know. So you earned that learning that that didn't necessarily yeah. work. And then I look back also in all that time that I trained general population, amateur athletes, professional athletes, 
and I could see a pattern of everyone that does too much and too often exercise, mm. eventually will experience some side effects from it. Yeah. Right? It might take six months, a year, it might take five years. For me, I started to experience side effects after a decade of doing too much and too often. Right? But eventually it will caught up. Right? It's just human physiology, it's, it's, it's wear and tear, it's oxidation, it's free radicals accumulation, yeah. it is inflammation. Right? And all those elements, if you want to be exercising to your 90s and 100s, you have to take those elements in consideration. Hormonal yeah. environment, it's a big one as well. So that's where we started to really look into it and, and tailored protocols of training for individuals that actually are not in their peak and hormonally speaking like mid-20s, right? Our target market is definitely above 30, 40. People that did all the things that they could do in the 20s and, and yeah. at that age we are supermans and superwomen. Oh, right? yeah. We can do anything and recover yeah. super fast. <laughs> yes. But after the 30s, the hormonal profile quite shifts and, and it's due to uh, reproductive uh, or you know, evolutionary biology, hormonal profile that mm. after the 30s, we just don't produce as much testosterone, growth hormone as males and different hormonal profiles for women. But those hormones accelerate your recovery system, right? And especially individuals after their 30s, training too much and too often would just not lead to the best energy levels throughout the week. Yeah. And then mood and, and a lot of other elements that would make your day-to-day -day basis go smoothly and full of energy. Yes just not happening. I see a lot of people nowadays still just spinning their wheels and they have the effort, the commitment, but they're just not experiencing a optimum health or genetic potential that they could believe in terms of being as lean, strong, happy and productive. Because of the strategies that they're adopting are actually working against them. Yeah. Right? So I think Intense Health's mission, it's so bigger than ourselves. Yeah. Me and Andrea and the whole team nowadays, it's just taking this educational portion of what exercise really is mm. and how we can tailor a nutritional you know, strategy that's based on real food, not supplements or magic potion, real food. And just education that how we can teach your metabolism to spend more time in fat burning zone and produce yeah. more energy throughout the day, tap into your own fat stores for energy. Those elements, you know, people don't learn this kind of stuff. And no. I really believe should be taught in school, right? Everyone should grow up knowing about nutrition and exercise. But it does not happen. And yeah. then we see a lot of problems later in life, you know, and, and not even get to the point of metabolic diseases, which is another big thing that we can see prevention being really allowing, you know, the way you exercise, the way you eat, your environment. Right? That's how we prevent those metabolic diseases. But not even going there, it's just how people live on a daily basis. Yeah. How they feel, they feel confident or not about their physicality, about their mm. health. And that changes the whole experience in life, right? And there's this powerful quote from Socrates that I really love that says, no citizen or no individual has the right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. Right. Because it's a shame to grow old without even seeing the beauty and the strength which your body is capable of. Yes. Right? He wrote this 300 BC, like way before mm. we, everyone was born. So exercise and so much moral obligation right? to test out this that body that we've been given. Being with humans for a very long time. Yeah. We have that, you know, uh, 
urge to pursue better health and physicality, yeah. right? But I would, I would say more than life and society just got away from the essence of really is to be human, mm. right? That, that you're here to thrive, to sur- not just to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and we've definitely seen being strong, um, healthy, and always look to live longer. And then you're going to have to do some different things, but you can have a blast and have fun in the process. It doesn't have to be boring. And, you know, a lot of people look at nutrition as something boring and restrict. And I will say the conventional wisdom, it is, right? You're going to do a diet, Mm. brown rice, chicken breast, broccoli. That's freaking horrible. Try to eat that six times a day (laughs) or six weeks. You're going to really want to choke someone, right? (laughs) And I did that in the past, and that was sort of the conventional way of of dieting, and that's horrible, right? So intense health, we really want to find a recipe that works for each individual to be happy, right? To try, to go back to the kitchen, learn how to cook some delicious meals, and know exactly why you're cooking, what you're putting into your body, and have a blast, right? You can enjoy every meal if you, you know, get a little bit of understanding and then with exercise if it's something that you can commit it's 40 minutes a week right yeah. if you don't have 20 minutes twice per week i'm sorry to say but you don't have a life right yeah, if you can't yeah if you can't <laughs> you have to commit to yourself your health and physicality so there's no better strategy out there in terms of time commitment and like we were talking before today like time is your biggest asset right you cannot mm. go back in time and regain time so if you can get results by doing less and infrequent workouts, that we see being a big win for most humans, right? Because mm. everyone nowadays that full-time job or, you know, companies and so forth, families, you know, you just don't have the three, four hours that is required to the conventional wisdom gym type of training yeah. to get results. You just don't have that time, right? So intense, intense health comes in in that sense of, giving their reward in terms of here, here is your exercise dosage of the week. Yeah. And then we created the whole measuring tracking system as well to demonstrate results because ultimately it's what makes people stay. Yeah. When you first put that message out, so if you know, like two times 20 minutes, did you get a lot of feedback from the rest of the fitness community? Yes, it was very interesting because even on the gym that I was working at the time was a really actually good push for me to start Intense Health, for me, Andrea, to start Intense Health because I got fully booked by doing those 20-minute workouts and, and training people in a different style, but over the just the machines, I would make them go slow and control and smooth turnarounds and the breathing technique was different, right? I was trying to schedule all my clients in times that the gym was not too busy so I, they could give the priority Just of using get through it, yeah. Yeah, the right equipment and the right order of exercise selection. And then I got so busy on that gym that I was actually starting to financially make it better than the owners of the gym, right? Which right. caught their attention. And, and everyone started to ask, well, what Marcelo is doing because it's different, but look how his clients are looking like. He's getting yeah. results and why he has so many clients? And then eventually they got me into a meeting and said, look, Marcel, you cannot do this in here anymore. And then I said, why not? Can wow. you see the results that I'm getting with my clients? They're all getting fantastic results. I have all the measurements and you see they're always here and it, it, it's, it's a perfect win-win. Why it's happening? What's happening? And no, no, but it's too different from what we do. Hmm. So yes, it is, but it produced better results. Which one's more important? 
All right, and then they go, I don't care, produce better results, just different from what we do, and that's how we do it in here. Oh. And then we don't want to have someone doing something that different. It's too different. Right? <laughs> and I said, wow, yeah, so I'll have to move them. I'm not here anymore. If you guys don't accept, you know, that it's producing great results, changing lives, it's all the transformation testimonials that I'm getting. If you guys don't acknowledge that, so I have to leave, right? Mm. <laughs> no hard feelings, you know, love those guys. They have good feelings, had a great time in yep. that gym. But it was actually something good. And sometimes I don't carry any negativity towards to the whole journey because always puts you in a different direction, right? So at that time I could see that with something really negative. What I'm gonna do now, I have all these clients to train next week. And I don't have where to train them because I just left that mm. gym. <laughs> so I went to another place and I said, look, I just need to stay here for a couple months until I set up my own place. And yeah. this is the deal. I'll, I'll pay you a rent in this bunch uh, of, of weeks. And would you like to, to make that happen? I have this amount of clients. And, oh, fantastic. You know, yeah. spend the time here. So I organized a place to stay for a while. Then I researched the equipment. And I got a, actually my first equipment was from Finland that I imported. It was the only one in Australia was more direct to high intensity training. It was yeah. really low friction and, and we could do smooth turnarounds and all exercises. It was really good because we could do about 15 exercises in one device as well. And then we rented an office in Burgum, uh in the business center. It was 32 square meters. Yeah, I got a client to help me out to put a division of, of wood that yeah. we did it ourselves. I created, uh, asked for a friend in Brazil to create a logo for me. I developed the website myself. I didn't have any skills in that. I just Googled it and I made it happen. Yeah. And Intense Health was born, you know, it was already some clients in it. But even on that place, I, I got to the point of doing 140 training sessions myself on a weekly basis as the practitioner. Wow, right? 140. Um, yeah, some days I would start before 6 a.m. and I would go all the way after 6 with 20 minutes gap in the whole day, just boom, 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 seeing clients bang, bang, bang. all day long. And Andrea was seeing them after hours inside of the training room for nutrition. And we got fully booked, right? And we didn't have anywhere else to go other than expand. and. That was the time that really we thought now Intense Health is, is just bigger than me and Andrea. Now Intense Health does this higher mission of saving lives and taking this to as many people as possible. It's, you know, what drives us on a daily basis. Mm. <laughs> so I was very fortunate enough to get an insight into <laughs> Intense Health earlier on. <laughs> intense is the word. Um, there's, there's another, Obviously, the philosophy is the most important part, and, yes. and you've talked through that. But there's also this technology component, just pretty and, cool. Yeah, which is pretty cool, and the, the machinery. Do you want to the, the ARX machine? Do you want to talk me yes. through that? How did you find it? Yeah. So because I was really into it, high intensity training, I knew everything that was happening, presentations, seminars, and so forth. You were all over it. All over researching everything I could find, right? And I, I met these guys. I would say the developers of this machine about four or five years ago. And it was just a bunch of metals and a cable and a motor, right, with a computer in front. But I could see at the time that if they would evolve that prototype, it would be something 
amazing due to mm. the eccentric component of the exercise. Because just to, and just explain for listeners, what's the difference between concent, concentric and eccentric? Cool. Yeah, so concentric and eccentric forces or loading of, of muscle contractions. For example, in the pull down exercise or a pull up, it's when you pull yourself up, when you're shortening the muscle fibers yep. and the contraction part of the exercise. That's and then concentric. The, yes, that's the concentric phase of the muscle contraction. And the eccentric phase is when you're resisting against, right? Stretching the muscle fibers or putting more resistance yeah. to it. So eccentrically, humans, in average, can resist 20 to 40% more than what they can pull. Or yes. it's higher force exertion on concentric loading than, no, sorry, eccentric loading than concentric loading, right? Yeah. And I knew this from back in the day from studying universities, but yeah. no device could actually match your strength curve. So sometimes we do is lower negatives. Uh, for example, you curl the dumbbell up in three seconds, but you lower the weight in six or eight seconds. That would optimize the time under tension and make you go hard on the eccentric phase mm. of that particular exercise. So I used to apply things like that. But in terms of machinery, the only machine that I could find that was some adjustment to the strength curve was Nautilus machines invented by Arthur Jones that the cams were sort of adjusting to go a little harder on the eccentric portion of the movement. Right. But there was no machines to sell in Australia, Nautilus machine at the time that I could find. It was just in America and the shipping and, and the whole bunch of, you know, I said, no, I cannot have those machines. And, and actually the machine that I had, had some technology in terms of producing a little bit more force on the eccentric, yeah. the AIO from David Health Solution from Finland. So I was happy with that machine, but ARX, I could see the potential of being the big brother of all these machines, Nautilus, Medax machines, which was another brand created by Arthur Jones later, uh, which were great machines for high intensity training and, and yeah. matching the strength curve. Because ARX had the potential to match the strength curve throughout the entire range, concentrically and yeah. eccentrically. And then quantify all the efforts of every single rep and every single set and collect that data. Yeah. And, and that was the key, you know, matching mm. the hardware with the software component and say, if these guys evolve this, I have to have it, right? And then 18 months ago or so, they put up this latest prototype. I was the first one there in Texas, mm. Austin, to test it out. And, and then I had to have it. it I just yeah. knew it would be something incredible. And the applications that we do with this device, as you could feel today, yes. <laughs> it can take exercises, stimulus to a whole new realm in terms of exploring that eccentric loading and matching your strength curve, and then having you competing against yourself from a few days ago because we have the previous performance on the computer in front of you, right? And if you're mm. properly rested and recovered, that's where it comes the 20 minutes and the twice per week. Yes. Right, and I explained to you earlier today as well, the stimulus dosage relationship with recovery, because if you're properly recovered, you will be able to do it slightly better than the workout before. Yeah. And then if you do it on these machines, you see percentage of improvement and that's a big win. Yes. And all we see here now is a series of big wins or small wins, right? Just that eventually becomes a big chunk of improvement. Yeah. <laughs> so these machines are, I would say, definitely the Ferrari of resistance training mm. machines. They're amazing, but again, it's a tool, right? Yeah. 
any it's not just intense house is not just smart machines exactly it, it, it needs to be properly used right it, it's mm. it's as effective as a barbell right the barbell is highly effective the dumbbell is highly effective the body weight exercise is highly effective ARX is highly effective but it just allows us to go deeper on the stimulus yeah. which again then we can do less and less often because you're actually going harder in each workout mm. with your own capability no such a thing as too much resistance or too little resistance, but the precise amount of resistance for you. Yes. Which is amazing and we really fortunate. And it is, because it was just, as I was doing those three very simple exercises with you before, it was just constantly on. <laughs> yeah, and there's no rest. Th really. There is no rest. It's <laughs> constantly on in every single part of the movement. Yes. And then within, was it four repetitions, you're done. You're properly, properly yeah. toasted. And when it's, it's properly executed, it's normally, yeah, between 40 seconds to a minute and 30 or up to two minutes of time under tension, you just completely depleted, fatigued all the muscle fibers sequentially to that mm. particular momentary muscular failure stimulus and move on to the next exercise, the next exercise. And 20 minutes it's, is all it takes because no one can last more than 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> What'd you say? It's like a 3,000 horsepower motor. Yeah, the motor is really strong. It's 3,000 uh, horsepower motor. We're never going to win against the motor. Yes. So the machines are motorized resistance. No weights involved, right? Which mm. is another big uh, difference from most, I uh, would say, business around. Um, and again, essentially, the machine is just quantifying how hard you are trying yeah. throughout the range of motion, which allows you to match your strength curve, which is really, really significant. And I see, you know, in the near future, having a lot of different, you know, companies and, and, and machines like that. But for now, we are the only ones they have in Australia. Yeah. These machines used by yeah, the likes of Dave Asprey and yes, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, some astronauts in NASA, and there's a bunch of you know different people using in America, but in mm. Australia, yep, we are the only ones that can have it, and, and and we're really happy to have this technology and be able to mm. put our clients to these amazing workouts on a weekly basis. Because yeah, it's so a fun toy. So just just a couple of questions to understand it a bit yep. deeper. So. If it's, if it's um, you start off at two sessions at 20 minutes, is that it as far as your exercise <laughs> or, or is it go do other stuff as well? Great question. Yeah, we definitely recommend the twice per week. It's, it's a really good starting point. And I would say 80% of our clients, they stay on the twice per week uh, because they can really maintain it as a lifestyle and they're still progressing. Mm. But we recommend this to be the exercise dosage of the week, mm. right? We look at exercise as the stimulus for an adaptive response in terms of strength, muscle mass, overall conditioning, and all the health benefits that comes along, bone mineral density, yeah. you know, less inflammation, and so forth. And then we recommend as well to our clients to move for a minimum three hours throughout the week can be walking your dog in the morning or doing the sports that you like, the recreation activities that you should be doing do those for the fun purpose of it. Yes. Right? But trying to imagine that having a jog is your primary source of exercise is just not enough stimulus to trigger any positive adaptation in terms of skeletal muscle mm. system, capacity, strength, muscle mass. It's just not enough. You probably get, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you think about running, you probably 
get it in the first couple of weeks of running. Yes. And then, because I've been introduced to this concept of almost like zone one, two, and three yep. of, of learning an exercise. Zone one being completely brand new. Yep. Um, zone two being very much sort of perfecting it and zone three being maintenance. Yep. We spend so much time in zone three. Yes. As opposed to... Because the body sort of get accustomed to it, yeah. right? There's just that little uh, bit of relationship of energy in, energy out. And you can manage sometimes for a while, right? Your body weight and your body fat by doing running on a weekly basis. But eventually the, the impact as well from doing too much and too often can pretty much get to a point that, you know, you see side effects, injuries, ankles, knees, back, hips. I see a lot of people with running experience having those uh, issues and side effects. And then also gets to a point that it's just not hard enough to maintain muscle mass. So it starts to compromise your capability of maintaining a steady level of muscle mass. Yeah. And to your health, that's not really beneficial because the body, as it loses muscle mass, yeah. loses functionality. Mm. As you lose functionality, your DNA has no significant meaning to keep upregulating all the other subsystems of our body, the cardiovascular system, respiratory system, endocrine system, because you're not as functional anymore. And understand that this being is just not as functional because yes. it's losing its capability. So that's what we could call aging process as well. So a good way to maintain your muscle mass and slightly improve over time and give that signal to your body that yeah. you're still going, you're still fully functioning, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's looking after your skeletal muscle system, right? Because then all the other subsystems have to upregulate to support your skeletal muscle system. That's yes. how human physiology works. And then the only way of doing that is resistance training because it will trigger and stimulate that adaptive response and maintaining or slightly improving over time your strength and muscle mass. And then on top of that, we recommend clients to go in and have fun with their sports or recreation activities. But trying to think that, for example, dancing is a primarily source of exercise, like people that go and do Zumba, for example, I do exercise, I do Zumba, or I do this, I do that. Great, it's good fun, you're having a blast, but if you had to turn that into exercise, you would have to go so hard on yes. that dancing class to trigger some changes in morphological changes that would lose the fun out of it. Yes. Right? Same thing with running. If you would sprint really hard, all out effort, you're probably going to change some things. You're going to trigger some metabolic yeah. changes and reactions. Look at the sprinter, right? It, it's, there's some muscle mass there, mm. they live longer, and etc. So it's, it's a good relationship from intensity, volume, and frequency. Going back to that, it, intensity is the key element of any form of workout to trigger intensity of effort more specifically to trigger those positive adaptations right so here at intense health we just concentrating condensing what really matters and we extract and remove everything else from it yeah but then again if clients wants to go in and enjoy having a jog on the on the soft sand in the beach i highly recommend doing that last impact go in have fun yeah. enjoy the feeling that you get after a run or cycle when you feel like going for a bike ride just listen to your body and go but mm. have fun doing it right and, and don't do it because you want to lose weight or build muscle mass there's smarter ways of doing that right and definitely how we approach it here but i can relate normally you know like i said to you before i surf and and sometimes i go in and do jujitsu with with the guys but it's just eventually. And because I do this on a weekly basis, when I go and surf, I can surf for three, four hours nonstop. 
right because my strength muscle mass and conditioning is it's up there so you still can enjoy the recreation activities mm. but when you feel like it right so that's the difference in mindset right there yeah another thing i noticed when we went in earlier on um was it's cold yes no tv there's <laughs> no, no music you are present with your body yes. and you have feedback you have yes. the screen that's telling you, you know, what your pressure is in there, concentric and eccentric. And, and, and so there really is no this hiding space. Yes, exactly. We wanted to create a space to come in and exercise where you feel comfortable, mm. right? Then you have supervision. So it's just one-on-one, it's private, it's just you and the expert. And that's another key point, isn't it? It's not you and a group of people. Yes. Wanting around the room. Big one because normally it will set up some competition with nothing against to it. Some level of competition it's good and triggers some progress. But when you're competing against just someone that is completely different from you, genetically speaking, strength, muscle mass speaking, and, and different lifestyle, or that mm. particular person just leaps all day long, goes and train, and you work all day long, goes and train. Mm. Guess what? You're gonna kick your ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and but you're gonna try and, and eventually gonna wreck yourself trying, right? So here, we do have a little bit of element of competition, but you're only competing against yourself from either a few days ago or from last week, right? Because we keep data in of every element of your training. But then again, the the supervision of the training, you're accountable because there's someone there mm. waiting for you that you created that bond that is gonna pretty much. You trust that person that's gonna guide you and push you through those hard reps because exercise to be productive must be hard. Said, yeah, be, it's be yeah, it cannot be easy. I see a lot of people leaving training sessions all happy and bubbly. But that's not a productive training session whatsoever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> because you should be able to feel depleted and fatigued after a twenty minutes workout. And that's yeah. most you know, intense health clients will vouch for that. Sometimes they need to sit down for five, 10 minutes until they can actually drive. But we explain the concept of momentarily weakening your body being the trigger, the stimulus, right? And then from that, the rest is really important so they can produce all the benefits and positive adaptations, rebuild and overcompensate, come in, train again to slightly better. But yeah, the, the supervision, having someone with you, temperature control, it's extremely cold, 16 to 18 degrees. Why is that? We don't want elements or individuals to overheat. Yes. Right? We explain to everyone, exercise is a stress signal to the body, right? The body does not like exercise whatsoever. Hmm. It's a stress signal. The body have no clue if you're really fighting against the leg press or if you're fighting a tiger for your life, just understand that it's freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. Your brain knows the difference. You're in the safe place and you're trying yeah. to improve yourself, but the physiology, the body goes, what the heck? We're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. This is so hard, do something, stop, survive, right? That's how people feel when they are in those burning repetitions. So changing body's temperature, overheating, it's another element of stress. The body does not like to overheat wants to bring it back to normal. So a lot of research and strong body research supports that resistance training in the cold environment, you can remain calm and, and not really have the signals of your body to try to 
lower temperature and you can actually perform slightly better. Mm. So we look into all of those little things that actually makes a lot of difference, yes. right? Uh, and once you train a little while in a cold environment and you try to go to a normal gym and you start to sweat on the second exercise, you no way, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a really cool element to have in all the training rooms we like to call training chambers because they're really enclosed no distractions just focusing they really on are a chamber it's very <laughs> right present. it's just driven in getting the most out of that stimulus of exercise mm. in 20 minutes and get on with your life right so there's no tvs no music no distractions whatsoever so we can focus and actually connect your skeletal muscle system with your nervous system Right? We always instructing like you experience today when you're doing a chest press, I want you to focus on your chest muscles in your front deltoids, in your triceps, and really focus on those muscles while under tension. That also has been shown in research that activates even more muscle fibers and the stimulus is far better. Yeah. But if you're in the middle of an exercise and, and you're in the gym and someone that you know comes in and say, hey Brain, how are you? I say, hey, how are you? Forget it. That said, done. it's done. <laughs> completely gone in terms of muscle fiber activation interaction nervous system so mm. that's where you know all these little things add up to the 20 minutes and and sort of coming back to that particular red blue ocean um knowledge that we spoke before that you mentioned that's how we see intense health creating that blue ocean in the industry being something so different so focused so focused right but it produces results in an effective efficient and safe manner mm. right in five years of intense health no one ever got hurt inside of the training room we're really proud of that and produce dramatic transformation in so many now hundreds of individuals and is always efficient right if you can commit to 40 minutes a week and then why not <laughs> mm. how um how has it been actually um, in terms of getting that marketing message out there and converting that mm -hmm. back into business? Great, that, be, that has been quite of a journey as well for an example when it was you just to re educate yeah. clients. It's like, what? The, sorry, but especially yeah. if they themselves are already in the paradigm and addicted to going to the yes. gym two, three, four times a week, being there in an hour and like, Ooh, all of that. Exactly. And, and that's how everyone thinks about exercise. You're completely right. It's a massive challenge in terms of changing everyone's perception of what actually works better, right? Mm. Or what exercise really is, what fitness really is and health really is. So when we was just me and Andrea, that we're going to that little office and we got fully booked every little gap that I had before we got fully booked I would used to go around the neighborhood knock on doors and explain about intense health system and invite people to come in for a workout yeah. right oh, you have nothing to lose a complimentary workout we just move in and I want to show you a new way of exercising and and I did that for days and weeks and months and then I did presentations in rotary clubs and network cl clubs and, and different places, golf clubs, etc. Um, around Perth. Yeah. Still do nowadays a lot of presentations. Uh, and starting to put uh, blog posts, articles out there and then learning about social media platforms and how to 
pretty mm. much put good content out there, which evolved quite a bit. Nowadays, we have a marketing director that have been to your podcast, Jurgen, which yes. is a great guy. Yeah. And, and he really, he trains with us, does the nutrition as well. So he could yeah. understand the whole concept. He is really not only a believer, but he lives and breathes the results. And, and then he could translate that into some great advertising campaigns and, and Facebook and social media platforms and, and other strategies out there. So, but we tried all kinds of you know different agencies in the past until we find a perfectly fit of what works for us. But the education is it's constant. We produce videos mm -hmm. of you know demonstrating how the machine works or or talking about the science behind the training system, why it's effective, why it's twenty minutes, and then sometimes it's what some individuals out there they really want to see it, right? They were yeah. waiting for that. Oh my God, I, I just want to try this, right? Yeah. And we like to believe we have our own target market, and and normally. Again, it's, it's the 30, 40 above that, you know, got sick and tired of try a bunch of things that didn't work mm. and they want to sort of get something that it really produced results and we have a bunch of testimonials on the website. Because um, it, is, it is difficult when you get to, like, into your 30s and your 40s because just reflecting on my own experience, I've got friends yeah. who have just given up on exercise yeah. and they're twice the size that I am. Um, but then you take someone like myself who, you know, going into my early 20s, it was all, it was all team sports. I was playing mm -hmm. rugby yep. and rowing and stuff like that, which is great. You know, young mm -hmm. and this, that, the other and da, 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 da. And then I sort of got a bit disillusioned with rugby because everybody wasn't quite putting the effort into training that uh, I yeah. was. And then you play on a Saturday. And you, you have know, to have that commitment. Right? Yeah. And every, <laughs> you know, not everybody's on the same yeah. level and you just get a bit fed up with it and this and yeah. the other. And then... I started to look at recreationals. I went to snowboarding and got with traveling and, yep. and stuff. And then after cool. that, it was kind of like, and I remember going, all I was doing was going to the gym, mm -hmm. right? And, and a little bit of swimming in the pool. This yep. is back in England. And then I was asked by a 14 year old, 13, 14 year old, hey, Bryn, when you're not at work, what do you do? And I just thought, crap, I have no answer to that <laughs> other than go to the yeah. pub or go to the gym. Yep. I thought that was pretty underwhelming yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's, um, and that that's to just go and do a sprint triathlon and then I got into yeah. endurance stuff but there's part of me that almost sees the endurance stuff as almost like the default option for, for yes. latter 30 40 year olds like totally oh, agree I'll go and do this now yeah which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it definitely yeah you totally know relate. um you know we 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 have to train and convert our bodies to doing something different to do that. Yes. You know, I swam to rockness by myself. Yeah. You know, so I had to shape my body and everything to do that. Which but, is fantastic. And it's a good, but the chat, the problem I have with it though, is it's, it's a, it's a great little, it's a great little project. It's a great little adventure that yep. lasts for a period of time. And then you have to let it go. Sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah. Right? You get busy with other things and, I'm, like for me in my story my swimming body was great for a time and then and then it just wasn't serving me anymore yeah. it was breaking down i was getting aches i was getting pains so i couldn't yeah. quite do everything else i wanted to do you know i'd i'd reverse the car and do that with the steering wheel and and my shoulder would just ache for five minutes <laughs> later i was like well that's not cool yeah. um so then it's like what are the other things to do and yeah. so it's interesting talking to you about what actually is 
exercise. Mm-hmm. Yep. What is, yeah, what is exercise? What yep. is healthily looking after ourselves? And then I suppose there's a second question, and you can answer both of them in the way you see fit, is often because we don't sit and look at what actually is exercise and what does my body and my life need, we often, my impression is we get often driven by the outcomes that we're chasing and those outcomes are probably shaped by things not necessarily from answering the first question yeah. but from looking on Instagram exactly. or something like, like that. Conventional wisdom, yes. Yeah, or conventional wisdom. Exactly, because normally I would say most people get into exercise as well it can be a hobby or it can be I need to lose some weight or yeah. I need to do something right with my time and, and then they get the exercise bug that particular great feeling after you mm. know a swim or a run or a bike ride and and those are great don't get me wrong I really incentivize everyone to go in and engage in, in activities but it's just the perception that that is real exercise sometimes will fail you long term right mm. because Again, you can do that for a period of time, but it requires more hours of your week as well that eventually won't be available. And then you're still probably going to eat somehow the same when that activity is not in the mix anymore. And that's yeah. where you put the weight back on so quickly. Yes. Right. So the way we, we see it, and, and that's why this can be the right dosage of exercise on a weekly basis, because it's easier to maintain as a lifestyle. Right? Yeah. You can come in twice a week, 20 minutes in and out and get on with your life. But then your muscle mass and your capacity, your metabolic capacity will be always the same or slightly improve over time. If you have to travel for two or three weeks, you're not going to miss much mm-hmm. because you're not going to decrease or diminish returns so much because you haven't been putting 40 minutes a week, right? And then if you stop that for a few weeks, you sort of just get sometimes even fully recovered. And, and when they come back two, three weeks of a break, they actually can train harder. Yeah. because they're fully recovered and they get back on track really quickly as well but with individuals that are doing three four hours or endurance exercises because they're burning that bunch of calories by doing that at those activities mm. and therefore they're not doing it for two or three weeks but still eating normally the same the imbalance is it, it's it's huge right so you put way more weight on and then to come back you're heavier and you're not as capable and then it takes you eight weeks to go back to that particular shape that you were before <laughs> yeah so and, and as we grow old it becomes even harder right even though we want to try to do the same things when we're young we cannot commit with the same strategies so that's where we really believe it has to be tailored right for you and and but if not hard intense mechanic work is in the mix yeah you know harder workouts but infrequent it's just harder to maintain that as a lifestyle but I totally agree as well in, in terms of conventional wisdom. You go into, well, especially on, say, what was out there in the late 80s. It was the whole, you know, running, mm. being good for your heart and being yeah. so popular that we call running cardiovascular exercise or aerobic predominant activities cardiovascular exercise. But in fact, when you look at research, there's way more research supporting resistance training being a better stimulus for your cardiovascular system yes. than endurance or aerobic predominant activities that just ramp up the heartbeats and maintain the heart pumping for longer, right? Faster, yeah. which can stress quite a bit the heart, right? We see yes. marathon runners, professional runners, and, and recreational runners dying every year yes. in events of, of heart attacks you don't see anyone dying inside of the training room 
No. Right? So that's no. just a sniff test that you know we we can sense as we're thinking about choices of exercise. And just going back to what exercise really is, we have to understand that exercise is not fun, it's not entertainment. It, it's hard work because you want to improve yourself morphologically. Mm. You want to trigger something that's going to signal your body to synthesize new muscle tissue out of the blue, out of that particular action that you did yeah. inside of the training room. Therefore, it cannot be fun, right? It, yeah, it, yeah. If it's too much fun, it just won't be as productive, right? So that's where we want to educate people that when it's done in the proper environment, with the proper machinery, that can adjust your own strength curve, not doing too much, not too little, but the precise amount for mm -hmm. you, and you have someone guiding you, controlling your form, your technique, your breathing, etc. You will have the best stimulus of exercise, and that is it. But then again, your threshold of doing activities it's higher. Yes, right? you, you can select more less units of force to generate movement because you're stronger, because you're more capable. So you accumulate more energy throughout the week. And, and on top of that, that increases your fitness levels. So exercise is something that triggers a physiological change. Yeah. Fitness will be increasing, therefore, from the exercise or threshold through activities. You can play yeah. soccer for longer. You can swim for longer. You can ride your bike for longer because you exercise yes. properly. And then health will be the combination and the improving of adopting those two steps exercise and increasing your fitness improving your health in the process yes so if your health is going in the right direction and that's where the dosage comes in the right dosage because if you do too much and too often on exercise you will experience side effects yeah right everyone relates when you overdosing drugs or medication you know what happens right yeah. and when you overdose in exercise no, right. it's not good. <laughs> you're going to see side effects. You're going to crash and burn. And so that's where you have to sort of understand, you know, the three steps, exercise, fitness, and health. But the health is actually cannot be compromised in that pursuit. And, and it doesn't mean that when you increase your fitness level that your health will necessarily follow. Right? Yeah. So that's where the balance lives. And and testing and applying over the last two decades, I'm really confident that for most people, twice per week, 20 minutes, it's kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. You know? And then there's individuals that can cope with a little bit more, right? And if they have better recovery or not stressful lifestyles, and then we have the three times per week protocol and the four times per week protocol. No one lasts too long on the four times per week no. protocol. <laughs> you know? But sometimes they go there for a period of time. For example, there's... Uh, individuals that have a wedding and then they have to optimize they want to get even faster results okay we have to compromise in a few elements right i have to do a yep. little bit more often frequent recognize <laughs> recognize what we have what we're doing for this period of time but then we cycle back down so you can recover better and, and hmm. produce even better results i have some individuals that actually uh train three times per week for a while and then we cycle back to twice per week uh, you know, we, and we sort of measure and track. Some individuals can sustain three times per week for longer, right? Some individuals we, we're doing twice per week, we put them to do three times per week, different prototype in terms uh, protocol in terms of uh, split routines and different exercise order and selection and so forth. To still try to stimulate some recovery from it. 
and they do better. And then they do better frequently, then we keep those three times per week. Mm. But it already happened that we passed people from the two times per week for three times per week, and then we measured, they didn't got better results, you know, two months in a row, so go back to two times per week, Correct. was working better, you know? Yeah. So essentially, we, we're not trying to upsell or trying to get people to do more and more often. We're trying to find what really works, Yeah. right? Because ultimately, they will stay because of results. Yes. Right? That's always comes back to it. We might have the best technology and evidence-based science and whatnot, but if they don't get results, they're just not going to stick around. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where the measuring system and, and everything that we demonstrate that is improving spikes motivation. Yes. Right? So some people come in a little bit skeptical. I guarantee you then go for four weeks, see how you feel, see the changes, and then decide from there if this is really good to keep going. And if you don't, I give your whole money back in, in four weeks. I totally money back guarantee. If you don't yeah. have any results, I give you whole money back guarantee. I've been offering this for five years. It never happened <laughs> because everyone gets results. If they show up, they will improve on the training. If they do the nutritional journey with Andrea, they will change body composition. It's a given. It's mechanical. It's human mm. physiology, right? It's it's to a large extent it's not rocket science yeah but because the way we were born with and educated about conventional wisdom of exercise and, and nutrition we have to break some of those beliefs along the way and break some of those myths but it's liberating once they discover all that yeah right it, it, it's so cool to see and that comes back to the beginning of, of this conversation in rub really gets us going, it is just seeing those aha moments. Yeah. You know, and Andrea has so much fun on her nutritional concerts and she normally spends three hours or even longer with clients, right? Just doing the whole educational portion of nutrition. But they get so sometimes fed up and say, I can't believe I used to believe in this and that. It's not true. What the heck, right? And they get sort yeah. of angry. With, I wish I knew this in my early 20s. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I feel it in terms of exercise. I wish I knew all this in my early 20s. Would have so you got to go and find it out. <laughs> Sorry? You got to go and find it out. Yes, exactly. And then eventually you accept that, you know, there's a proper timing for everything. But, and then when it happens, you know, and that's why we, we are where we are right now. And in intense health, it, it's going where it's going. But... If I knew this in my early 20s, probably would have spared me some injuries or some complications. And but then you wouldn't have earned your knowledge. Exactly. So, and that, that yeah. comes up again and again and again in, in, the, in the podcast that I do. Yep. Whereby if you don't, if you hadn't earned the knowledge through the experience, yes. then it wouldn't be, you wouldn't have the passion and the drive, which totally means agree. that it wouldn't, you wouldn't have pushed yeah. to get here. You would have Everything been, was valid experience. Yeah. That, you know, mm. opens the door for the next moment. Right? Mm. If a, there was a great, oh, what was it someone said to me? Yeah, it's um, uh, a mark from my movement yeah. classes was saying, you know, your teeth don't get stronger because somebody masticates the food for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to chew the food it's yourself so to get strong teeth. Yeah, exactly. You have to do the work. Yeah. Right? And, and, I believe, you know, since I had my first gene when I was 16 years old with my parents, when we decided to, you know, open a space there on the studio of dance that my mom had and, and put some equipment. And, and 
I just wanted to see that business grow because I knew we could help way more people if, if it was a successful business, yes. right? And and I knew I had to reinvest in the business and sort of keep reinvesting. And my father sort of had different things going on, so he mm -hmm. wouldn't listen. And I was the one in university and making it happen. And we have to put money on this, we have to change this, we have to invest in new equipment. Well, it will never happen for months. And, and eventually, I said, okay, if you don't want to focus on this business, I don't want to see this business going down. Then I left. Yeah. I said, I'm going to do my own thing. Right, and then eventually I got to you know be a manager of the biggest chain of gyms that I had in my city, and uh, you know, I I used to get really good positions on the fitness industry quite easily, and and then I would get bored with it, right? Because oh, I'm here. What else can I do? What's the next step? What's the yeah. next step? What I can do next, right? And then it's okay, personal training, and okay, I got as many clients, and what's next? What's next? Eventually, when we discovered Intense Health, this sort of went away because the mission of Intense right. Health is so much bigger than that. Then now it's about bringing more people in on the team yes. and making them. So it's who's share. next? Yeah, exactly. Next. Exactly. And then making them share that passion. Right? Nowadays, you have a manager, you know, lead trainer, master trainer. And all these guys, when I see them talking about the system, about nutrition, about exercise, I like, wow, this is so cool, right? Because that was the biggest challenge as well when it was just me and Andrea. How are you going to yeah. produce more mini use, right? How are you going to have more Marcellos? Or because people trust in you. And yeah. they said, no, we have to build a solid team. Yes. Right? And it was quite of a journey as well in that sense. <laughs> yep. But now we're really confident with the managers that we have and, and the trainers. And, and it's just a good process and procedures to build these people up. And we can't wait to get more people on board mm. and look after them as well. Just what have been exciting. some of the um, hidden or unexpected benefits that Intense Health has brought into your life? That's a really good um, question and, and really good point because for me personally, uh, I wanted to, was a big quest when I was transitioning from high volume of training to high intensity training. I didn't want it to lose any size or strength. I always liked to be a little bit stronger and have some muscle mass in my frame. And I wanted to be more productive and always be progressing. My personal goal is, is leave all the way to my hundreds and be surfing at my hundreds. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and I truly believe it can be done if you do the right thing with exercise and nutrition, we can mm. get there. Um, and I always try, strive to be better on the next decade than I was in the decade before. I've done a bunch of things in my 20s, now 37. Uh, and I have to be smarter, but I truly believe I'm far better than I was in my 20s. And I have to be even better in my 40s. And that's how I pretend to keep going. But with high intensity training, with intense health concept, um, it was just so many hours on the week that I had free that sometimes I said, man, I have to be productive. And then I started to read more. And with nutritional changes that we adopted as well, and Andrea changed my nutrition dramatically. Uh, I used to sort of start to read the book and sort of get loss of focus or sleep on top of the book <laughs> yeah. and things like that, right? Which when we transition to a completely different nutritional lifestyle, um, and then a few months in, I went back and started to read another book and I could read cover to cover nonstop. And I said, wow, what the heck is this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Never happened in my life, right? 
And, and nowadays I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks while driving and, and so forth. But the time that I had on the week, I had to, you know, implement other things to do it because it was all that time dedicated to training. And, and then I got into the mental toughness of each workout, which is a huge component in high intensity training, mm. the way that we do here in intense health. It's how these workouts, they are challenging you mentally. Right, because we control. Twenty minutes. Yeah, and, and, and also time under tension. When you go in super slow and control uh, on body weight exercise, for an example, and you have to dig deep on that burning sensation. And we have a concept here called embracing the pain, not running away from it. Right, because once yes. you feel that muscle burning, if you listen to it, you're gonna stop. Yeah, right? you're not gonna keep going and exercise if you give that's, too much attention. That's the antithesis to it. of everything that exactly. this is about. Exactly. So that's the concept that we normally introduce to our clients and ourselves and how to manage that particular muscle burning sensation and really go as deep as possible into it, which are still actually learning and, and sort of applying on a weekly basis, how really deep we can go on the stimulus of exercise. And sometimes that's where my workouts last 12 or 15 minutes, I was telling you about that, because sometimes I go so deep on that inroading mechanism, which is momentarily weakening your muscles in one or two exercises, three exercises, mm. and I'm just right there, right? And then, and then if I allow myself enough recovery to it, then I can try even harder. Yeah. So then it becomes even eliminating face expression, just really breathing throughout exercise. You know when you exercise, go grimacing and yeah, put yeah, water, grim, right? yeah, it's gross. Close your eyes. And that's a reaction, right, to the pain, to that discomfort. But once you start to embrace discomfort and, and, and the different methods of, of, you know, practicing that, I have a cold shower every day, first thing in the day, and, and I really allow myself to embrace discomfort. Right, and, and translate even that to business and, and you know, mm. um, to day to day, when you have something going on not your way or a problem to solve or something that you really have, you just see as, okay, that's not even close to what I go inside of the training room. Mm. That's a piece of cake, that's a walk in the park. You know, you can solve, solve everything around it because you have that mentality that you work so hard and you push yourself so hard mentally. And any particular challenge that comes up on a daily basis is just, you know, I can handle it, bring it on, you know? And, and that mm. becomes, again, it, you, you spend your days not really allowing yourselves to get upset or react to things so easily. For me, that was a big change of changing the protocol of training. I used to be more reactive <laughs> uh, when I used to do more volume of training and eat frequently uh, six, eight meals a day. Nowadays, I eat twice a day or even less than that and, and I have even better body composition than when I used to eat six, eight times per day or exercise 10, mm. 12 hours and I exercise less than one hour per week nowadays at Intense Health as well. So those are benefits and elements that completely changed my life, you know, and, and the physicality is still there, even stronger than I used to be um, and better body composition because I've been measuring since I'm 16 years old. So <laughs> I can guarantee that, you know, my health and my blood markers, it's all going in the right direction, hormone yeah. levels as well, which before was completely mass. So it's huge transformation, yeah. And then when you feel that yourself, you know, it, I just feel that I have the obligation on this lifetime to take this to as many people as possible yeah. so they can feel the same, right? They can be more productive on a daily basis. I had real estate agents that, you know, as a client, that were not selling much and, you know, not confident at all. 
started with us because they needed to do something like, well, I heard about you from a friend and here, but don't care much. Six months time, they're selling heaps more houses. Their life is completely different. Wow. And then, you know, we're having conversations that go, man, I need to charge you, you know, a percentage of that <laughs> yeah. because I'm a big part of it. And they go, yeah, probably you should because before that was just, you know, depressive and, and sort of no, you know, objectives in life. And then when you see a guy that is, is such a, you know, powerhouse, just transforming and, and excelling at his job, you know, and we have orthopedic surgeons here as GPs and, and, you know, stay home moms that pretty much, I believe that's a great also, you know, uh, journey in life. You're creating human beings, yeah. right? It, it's such a great task, but then they start to be more productive and then they change their kids' nutrition and then the kids are, are really improving in school, right? Yeah. And then they come back for follow-ups. Well, my kids are getting better grades because they change how they eat. It's so amazing. They can stay focused for longer. And then how has that ripple effect, right? Yeah. It's not even just intense health clients. It's the people that, you it know, impacts. surround yeah. it by it. It's so cool to see how it goes, which is, that's why, you know, I, I wake up every day 4.30 in the morning and we go all the way to 7 yeah. or 8 because we just love what we do. Me and Andrea, some people told us, oh, you guys are going to get burnt out. You have to no such a thing for us because we're having a blast yeah <laughs> and we have heaps of energy so we might do something really productive with this right which is intense health yeah. awesome what did you learn about yourself on this journey um oh man the list goes on and on right but <laughs> definitely to be more relaxed with knowing what's going to happen next Right. Uh, before, for an example, once we started Intense Health, I had some huge goals and I wanted to make it happen in six months, in one year. Yeah. And, and uh, if it wasn't happening, I would be frustrated and I wanted to do it and I wanted to really make it happen. It's not happening. I need. Mm -hmm. and, and nowadays, I think the biggest thing I've learned is if you're doing the work, if you're constantly enjoying the process, and I think that's the kicker is enjoying mm -hmm. the process it's happening yeah. right and then when you look back six months you, whoa look how much further i got right but when you put too much pressure in yourself and you want to sort of skip steps because you want to get there so badly yeah it's it's wherever they might be of, yeah exactly right we just want no we need to get there i need to be successful and things like that i always when i started oh, but it's not happening i need to find answers i need to change this i need to do this different but Nowadays, we, me and Andrea, we have meetings every Sunday morning that we have a coffee and then we sit down for two hours and we sort of reveal the whole thing and we're always trying to find better strategies for all different elements of the business. But it's so much more fun nowadays because we know why we're doing, Yeah. right? Because we relate a lot to that mission and, and we could be doing even if we wasn't going anywhere. We would be doing all day long, right? Even yeah. if it wasn't going in the right direction, if it was not expanding, was in trouble or whatever financially, we still would be doing chasing those feedbacks. And that's why we're chasing on a daily basis, weekly basis, is that sit down with the client and having that chat and those feedbacks. Andrea sometimes spend hours with clients, seeing clients, you know, and then we don't see each other. But then we get the end of the day 
at home and she repeats the whole thing to me yeah. <laughs> at dinner or, or longer. So, and, 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 you know, and, and I highly recommend that everyone, you know, to find truly happiness or to live a good life, they just have to align their personal goals, right? Their personal mission mm-hmm. with what they do on a daily basis, their so-called work, right? Yeah. Because I don't see intense health as work at all. I call a lot of prospects on a daily basis, and sometimes people hang up on my face, right? I don't want to hear from you, you know? Like, I don't want to know about exercise. Yeah, good luck. Next one, boom. Eventually call someone yeah. that, whoa, you're that guy, or you intense health, I heard about it. I want to come in for a trial, right? And then three months later, all the transformation happens. So I would do hundreds of calls to have that one call that really works. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the things that I learned over, I would say, the course of the last five years that uh, Intense Health exists. Now we have five locations and, and hundreds of clients and, and really, you know, going in the right direction, but was learning how to enjoy the process and live day by day doing the right thing for mm-hmm. the mission. And, and then it goes, right? But more relaxed and enjoying the process, yeah. Awesome. What does the next three to five years look like? Uh, definitely Sydney. It's the next state that we want to go and expand intense health. But I would see next three to five years, we have to be all over in Australia. Yeah, we, we see different states and, and several clinics in different states and, and dominating the market mm. in, in, um, in this particular category that we are sort of creating which is private training and one-on-one and and nutritional component involved in measuring tracking basically we are the only ones with this format right Mm. so next three to five years i see we have different states uh in australia and and hopefully all over in australia yeah awesome (laughs) what do you um what do you do to keep yourself grounded (laughs) <laughs> great question <laughs> so yeah and I, not go in there in the, in, in, in the exercise room as the yeah answer. <laughs> that's something right that I that, keep yeah. on a weekly basis that's sort of a therapy for me um, my training sessions uh, you know I, I meditate for five minutes before I go in there I can right. visualize all exercises I really respect the whole you know process, process. Yeah. yeah and I mean that it, it's kind of keeps not only my body but my energy and but nutrition is a big thing for me. And um, before, like I said to you, just during the conversation, I used to hate nutrition or hate eating because it was just boring. Right? Yeah. Nowadays, I'm the one that cooks at home and, and I really enjoy cooking dinner and enjoy the whole process. But with nutrition, you, when you do those manipulations, it, the energy is it, just amazing how much you, you can manipulate um, that element of energy and have sustained energy throughout the day. Yeah. So that's something that for me, it's really important. And then I created some morning rituals that, uh, for example, I got a little bit from Tony Robbins, uh, in mm. terms of priming, which is something that he calls and, and he teaches people to do in the morning, like some movement with your arms and breathing techniques and spending three minutes being grateful for, you know, simple things in life, the smile of the loved ones, uh, your health, yeah. uh, you know, simple things, the day that you, you have in front of you, grateful for 
three or four things that you know makes me smile every day and then I do repeat those movements and breathing techniques and then I spend three to five minutes uh, thinking about the things that I wanted to achieve on that day mm -hmm. I see them happening and and on that week on that month five years from now I see and, and, I, and I see myself leaving those moments sort of meditation type of scenario and then I repeat those movements again and the breathing techniques and then three to five minutes just thinking about everyone around me achieving their goals and being happy as well and grateful mm. and living good lives and and then they jump in on the cold shower for 30 seconds there you go <laughs> and that sort of spikes that you know wakening every cell of your body and, and and there's different health benefits of cold exposure but i really like embracing the discomfort first thing yes 4 30 a.m that's how i start my day and and then you know just chasing those feedbacks on a daily basis there's a bunch of things in learning in terms of business that have been amazing with me and andrea we truly believe we have to become the entrepreneurs the business people that can handle mm. you know the amount of of businesses that we want to go in and, and build in the future so we invest a lot of in ourselves in terms of knowledge and and reading and studying and, and learning from others, asking questions, right? A lot of things that I learned uh, in business was asking my own clients, right? Because often they had successful companies and, and whatnot. Yeah. And I would say, how do you hire? How do you fire? How do you build procedures? How how you got to 15, 40 locations? How do you, you know? And, and often they're so happy to share, yeah. right? And and that's the beauty of it and we constantly learn and and but always keeping that attitude open right to learn uh sometimes when we think we know too much we might be missing the point right and we have to always be willing to learn and i bring that from jujitsu as well you know we always have that black white belt mentality but you always you're Eternal white belt until you get to your black belt, right? Yeah. Constantly learning, and and when you get to your black belt, the new realm of friendship starts, and and that's what I really bring from martial arts as well. I always did martial arts my entire life, and and there's a whole concept of you know being humble and and allowing the learning to happen. But again, not perfect. Always, you know, sometimes we make mistakes and we have to go back oh, yeah. in and, right, and learn from it, but. Yeah, I would say all those things, and it really, it's, it's great benefit. You know? mm. And that's what I do to keep me going. It's rituals in the morning, keep myself accountable with the training. Uh, nutrition, it's a huge element. And just improving as a human being, right? As, as a husband, not a father yet, but eventually it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> but then when family comes into place, being a better father and so forth. So it's kind of evolving. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. And one of the last questions I like to ask my guests is, yep. if you could take a, a little piece of nu nugget of information and just upload it into the collective consciousness so everybody gets it, cool. what, what would that be? Um, I would think it would be a combination of, yeah, exercise and nutrition, but definitely I would say harder workouts and frequent workouts if I could put in that is a message out there and that's what we're trying to do if i could you know with a touch of magic change yeah. the conventional wisdom to that's how you should be doing harder and infrequent workouts uh and and focusing in eating real food when you're hungry 
uh, that combination just there would save a lot of lives, mm. uh, save a lot of lives in the planet. And I think, yeah, if I could spread a little bit of magic dust, that would be combined the two and, and, and change how people perceive exercise. Maybe we'll get there with intense health. Indeed. So if, if someone wants to come and find you, where can they find you? So we have a landing page that we normally put the ads on Facebook, which is intensehealth.net. Uh, there's a bunch of testimonials there, videos of how the system works. And that's a way to go about it. There's intensehealth.com, which is the website, videos, blog posts, articles, and a lot of information there. Yeah. Or just my email, Marcelo, M-A-R-C-E-L-O, at intensehealth.com. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much it. Or call one of the clinics. We have five locations here in Perth. Yeah. And come in for a free trial, no compromises, just coming in and like you did today. We yes. Have, we have a chat and explain the science behind uh, the total experience is 40 minutes because we're going to talk a little bit more, get to understand a little bit mm -hmm. more about everyone's journey. And then we just put into some exercises so you get the feeling of the workout. And then you go from there. But yeah. Awesome. Well, so it's been an absolute pleasure to talk mm -hmm. to you today. It's been fascinating to really listen and feel how you've zoned in on really what exercise is about and just got rid of so much BS. Bullshit <laughs> and myths, yes. And, and, and just that focus, it's really impressive. So thank you very Ooh, much for your time. Thanks for having me and looking forward to put you through some more work. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, man.